1: Jordan Bianchi is covering the Daytona
0: 500
1: for SB Nation as he has for any number of years now. Alex Bowman, tell me about him.
2: Young 24-year-old driver who was Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s replacement behind the wheel of the number 88 car. Uh, interesting story. A couple years ago, it looked like he was going to be out of the sport. He had a couple cups of coffee in the big leagues, basically. Didn't really do anything. He was with some small teams and, and didn't really have the opportunity to. But seemed like he was on his way out. Uh, Earnhardt liked him. Earnhardt brought him into the fold at Hendrick Motorsports and kind of took him underneath his wing. And when Earnhardt had his concussion issues a couple years ago, Bowman stepped in that car in a relief role and and did a very good job. And Bowman was basically kind of named the hair apparent to Dale Earnhardt Jr. And when Earnhardt retired, Bowman was named the full-time driver. And in his first race as a full-time driver, he's going to start the pole in the Daytona 500.
1: (laughs) Hey, uh, so he raced in the Xfinity Series for a couple
2: of years then? Yeah, he's racing the Xfinity Series. He's bounced around Cup a little bit. He, he's done a bunch of different things. Never really did anything that stood out. He, just, like I said, he never had that opportunity, but he never really did anything to kind of get that opportunity as well. So it was it was an interesting hire when they hired him. Um, Earnhardt was really pushing for him, and it was a cost effective move. And the fact that you know the sport is slimming down, sponsors aren't necessarily there. Bowman basically comes in on a very team-friendly contract. They're not paying him a ton of money, and it's basically a prove-it deal. So he's got the opportunity. Now he has to go out and take advantage of it.
1: Uh, number 88, uh, he'll get some cheers uh, if, he, uh, if he stays in the lead for a while, that's for sure. Uh, uh, Jordan, you were telling me, though, uh, did, losing 88 has cost Hendrick some money, huh?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it's... The no, you had to, it, sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the sport's most popular driver. Sponsors were, you know, they loved him. They liked being associated with him, and that brought money towards Hendrick Motorsports. And when Bernhardt left, some of the sponsors either kind of went with him or they scaled down their efforts, and they're not paying as much as they were because they're not going to get that same exposure as they once were. So that's part of it. But, you know, Hendrick compromised in the fact that they're not paying Alex Bowman a ton of money, so they kind of scaled back in other areas. Um, it'll be interesting. Hendricks kind of going through this youth movement per se. It's going to be interesting to see if it works, but right now it looks promising. Hey, uh, where's he from? He is from Arizona, the hotbed of oh. Phoenix, Arizona. Where oh, so come out of there. So he's a he he's a talented guy. People speak highly of him, and it's going to be interesting to see if he can actually do it over the course of a full season.
1: So you got an early early big race out there every year, and they, they you're attracting kids like this to want to get started running, huh? Racing?
2: Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's, it's you know, if you look at the field for Sunday's race, you got what, six or seven drivers from California and only a couple from the Carolinas. So, it, you know, wow. NASCAR, during this boom, it, it's not a Southeast based regional sport anymore where they get the account from. it mean, they, they, they come all over the country.
1: So the big teams, uh, Hendrick still has four, right? But uh, yeah. have, have the big teams cut down at all?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Richard Childers Richard, uh, Childress Racing has cut down from three teams to two. Uh, Furniture Row Racing, which won the championship a yep. year ago, went from two cars to one. Um, it, it's tough. I mean, the sponsorship isn't there, and the cost to run these teams is still extremely high. So it just there had to be some cost-cutting in a lot of respects, and we've seen it. Driver contracts are, are much smaller than they were years past. Uh, team personnel behind the scenes has been reduced on a lot of different levels. Uh, And there's still a lot of measures different being taken. For example, uh, pit stops now uh, on a a pit stop, you're only going to see five crew members go over the wall instead of six. NASCAR's eliminated a position just because it gives these teams one less guy they have to pay to service the car on a pit stop.
1: Did Danica get replaced or just the, the car just went away?
2: Well, the car's still there, but she was replaced. Uh, the sponsor, they could not find sponsorship for her. Um, part A large part of that was because the results just weren't there for her. She's been struggling. She never really kind of turned that corner and, and was able to become a consistent, productive driver at the cup level. They brought in a driver named Eric Amarolo. Spon- he had some sponsorship with yeah. him, and it was a move they kind of had to make. And now Danica's going to make her last start in the Daytona 500, and she's going to race in Indy in May, and then she's done.
1: And uh, so what's, what are the rumors about her and uh, Aaron
2: Rodgers? Is it going on or not? No, they're not rumors. It's confirmed. She is dating <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. She has been dating Aaron Rodgers, I believe, since mid-December, I think it is. And Aaron okay. Rodgers will be in attendance. Uh, wow. 500. At
1: Is he going to get to stand up on the platform or is he just going to be in the stands?
2: Uh, He's going to be there. I don't know how visible he's going to be. It's going to be interesting because, you know, NASCAR brings in a lot of dignitaries and stuff. You know, Charlize Theron, the actress, is going to be there. Peyton Manning's going to drive the pace car on Sunday. And, you know, a lot of pop and circumstance. It's going to be interesting to see if Aaron Rodgers embraces that and kind of goes along with Uh, it. Are he going to keep a more low profile? I think he's probably going to keep a low profile.
1: Even though he likes to date public women, you know, Olivia Munn yeah. and uh, Miss Americas and stuff like that. He doesn't like doesn't like the uh, tension that goes with it, it doesn't seem. so.
2: Uh, it certainly does not. He was at a golf tournament in California. I think it was the, the San Diego tournament, and he was asked about Danica, and he didn't really respond that positively about the circumstances. But it goes with the territory, and I guess if you're going to date someone that famous, you're going to have to kind of accept that there's going to be uh, some interest.
1: How's young Ricky taking uh, the breakup? Ricky
2: Stenhouse, well, is he doing okay? I, I think Ricky's doing okay. We've been <laughs> for five years, but uh, by all accounts, Ricky's okay. But it, it's it's complicated in the fact that you know they're they're still see each other. They still are going to you know this the last couple of weeks they've been around each other. So um, it was tough. They had a lot of mutual friends, and when you're together that long, you live together. It, it's obviously it takes a little bit of time to kind of move forward.
1: Okay, uh beyond Alex Bowman who's uh who's young and new and uh we should watch out for on the Daytona 500.
2: Uh, well, Chase Elliott is, is, sure. is poised for a breakthrough. He hasn't won a Cup Series race yet. He almost won the really? 500. Yeah, he, I know. Surprisingly, not. He's got seven second place finishes. He, he's one of those guys you think is going to win, and when he does, he's going to win a bunch in a row. It's going to happen. He's really good in this race. Would not be at all surprised to see him. Um, another guy, too, is Ryan Blaney, who, who drives for Team Penske. He's one cup win to his name driving last year for the Wood Brothers. He's very good in plate races um he, he's being pushed by nascar as one of their next big stars he's got a personality to him he's kind of got a touch of earnhardt he's very sociable he's starring a lot of you know tv shows and and movies and stuff and appearances and the like uh, he's one of those guys that nascar really looks at and says if this guy can start winning at a big level he could do some big things and he's got a lot of talent too dave's kid yes that is correct dave blaney the it- driver's kid
1: there is no sport more generational than uh, the one you're in, I don't think. than uh, uh,
2: Not at all. I mean, I, I, <laughs> you cousins, brothers, sisters, you name it, if you were born into it, you're probably going to stay in it at some level.
1: Yeah, it is, it is incredible. I think it's also probably something that, the fear factor is weaned out of you when you're six years old, you know, cause you're around it. I mean, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's instead it, it attracts you rather than makes you a little nervous. I think
2: the, uh-huh. the, the whole thing. I think that's absolutely part of it. I think the fact when you're around it and you're immersed in it, the opportunity, you know, I think a lot of people, hey, I'd like to do that. I'd like to try to race sometime. The opportunity isn't there. But when you're born into it, those opportunities tend to be there. So you actually get to do it. And if you've got a name like a Blaney or an Earnhardt or an Elliott, Obviously, there's going to be some interest from sponsorships, from sponsors and such that are going to kind of help you push you forward to really kind of further those opportunities.
1: How does the infield look? Is it full? I mean, is it, are they going to have a huge crowd for the Daytona 500? Or is it getting, uh, is it, it, can you feel the uh, little uh, downturn uh, even at the Daytona 500?
2: The 2500 will be a sellout again. It's not yet, but it, it, it's kind of been this way for the last few years, but it will be a sellout by race day. The infield is still the infield. A lot of partying, a lot of inflatable pools, a lot of makeshift bars, and a lot of debauchery
1: well that's uh, that's what we need that's uh that's the, <laughs> that's the secret of the sport who's our favorite going into the new season of course the only sport that starts with starts with its biggest event rather than ends with its biggest event but yeah uh, uh,
2: i like the guy who won the championship last year which is martin trucks jr he, he, really he, yeah i mean he, he's so good on these mile and a half racetracks which is the predominant style of track on the schedule they don't make mistakes, and they've kind of got this secret that they're based in Denver, Colorado, so they, no one else is stealing their secrets because no one else really leaves that team to go to different teams because it's hard to leave Denver, Colorado, and go back to North Carolina. It, other teams can't poach their talent or it's not as easy to do it, so all their secrets, all their brainpower kind of stays in there, and other teams are still playing catch-up. And to be honest with you, Trix has been a title contender for the last four years. He won it last year. He probably could have won it a couple other times as well. Uh, there's no reason to think that this team is going to slow down anytime soon.
1: And when the Jones kid was going to go away from them, they just decided to fold up the uh, team.
2: Yeah, they couldn't find sponsorship, but it actually kind of made that team stronger in a sense as they consolidated and kept everybody in-house. They did not lay anybody off. They transferred some people around and everything, Wow! but they still have the same number of manpower behind the scenes. So it is a very formidable single-car team.
1: Where did Eric Jones go, then? It's Eric, he, right? Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: Eric Jones. You have 21-year-old Eric Jones, who's one of those young guys at NASCAR, is really counting. He's with Joe Gibbs Racing, and he replaced him, okay. Matt Kenza.
1: Okay, that's right. Kenza's got moved out. So uh, what's uh, Gibbs uh, not his uh, greatest year? Are they going to bounce back?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you look at Kyle Busch, and Kyle Busch is still a, a, an incredible talent. He's 32 years old. He's coming into his prime. Denny Hamlin is, is still very good. He's got some years left as well those two guys in the right situation if things work in their favor could win the championship very easily and, and put together dominating seasons and really at Kyle Bush's at this point in his career it's championship or bust for him and he's he finished second in the championship the last couple of years or close to it and if he doesn't win a championship this year it, to him the season's a disappointment that's just kind of the standard he's probably the most talented all-around driver in the series um, and he's going to be one of those guys that's going to win multiple championships, and that second one could very easily happen this season.
1: So, uh, is there optimism around the sport, or a little gloom because of the dollars that are uh, the sponsors are kind of hard to find now? Or they, yeah, I suppose every year starts with hope. It's like spring training, huh?
2: Yeah, it's kind of a good way to look at it. There's some optimism. I think the fact that, yes, they've had a lot of power, star power, you know, Earnhardt, Edwards, Gordon, Stewart, you know, Kansas, Patrick all leave in the last few years. But they look at these young guys coming up, and there is a ton of young talent coming through the ranks. And it looks like these guys are the real deal. Now they have to start producing on the track at a big level, and then hopefully that carries over. There's some optimism, but I think everybody involved knows there's a lot of work to do. I mean, we just talked about it. Costs of running this sport are still extremely high, the sponsorship is stagnant. And you have to bring the cost more in line with what the sponsorship dollars are, and there's a lot of work to do on that front.
1: Do we have any fetching babes driving in the Xfinity Series or anything? We got a Danica, Danica replacement coming or not?
2: No, there's not a female driver coming up to the ranks that you can look at and say this. You know, she's going to be the next. You know, she's going to follow Danica's footsteps. Now, that said, in the minor league levels, there are a lot of female drivers, and there's some drivers who probably deserve a bigger opportunity. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see the Danica effect, and I think her impact is not going to be felt for the next couple of years it's going to be a generational thing i think in 10 years from now there's going to be a lot more female drivers and they're going to look at it and say i started racing or i got my opportunity because of the interest that danica opened for me and the doors that she opened for me
1: thank you uh, jordan and we'll talk to you
2: later well, sounds great pat thanks
1: all right uh, jordan bianchi uh, we he is our nascar expert we ain't trading him uh this is the ride with ricey we shall
3: return You're on the ride with Royce. He's
1: an incredible troll. Oh, yes. He
3: has cultivated and fertilized his inner troll <laughs> on 1500 ESPN. And now Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day.
0: Just got to hope that Harden and Paul missed their shots. These guys are so incredible with their Jays. Look at that one.
2: James Harden with 13 in the fourth quarter, 41 for the tonight. Oh!
3: Game-saving steal for Harden, and he finds Chris Paul. Oh, That's man. a backbreaker.
1: Uh, well, he hasn't been an MVP. He was uh, the third wheel in Oklahoma City, and it was forced to leave after his third year there. They traded him. Uh, didn't get much in return. But James Harden is in town and... I hope he's listening on his way to the arena. He will be <laughs> excited to learn he is the sports person of the day, James Harden, the beard. And I also saw his other nickname is list, listed as El Chapo, which of course is the name of the drug baron in uh, <laughs> who kept escaping down in Mexico. I tried to get and explain, and it's, uh, get to explain it. Uh, find an explanation for it, and uh, something about Chop Chop they used to call him. I, I, don't, I don't know what it was, and it became El
4: Chapo. Anyway. Well, when he, I know when he hits threes, he does sort of the the little chop. Yeah, well, it's it's like the 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 spoon feeding uh motion that he does, you know, where he's like, yeah, so it's, it's Maybe it's, it's
1: got weird. something to do with that. He is yeah. currently uh got the seventh uh, he's got the 228 million dollar contract to play for the Rockets. Uh he's been fantastic. I looked this up. Uh is 3 years in Oklahoma City as the third wheel to Russell and uh, Durant. I th- was he there a year before Russell he might have been there a year before. No, Russ, Russ was, there was there first. Russ okay. was there first, yeah. He had 578 shots as a rookie. He had 684 shots in his second season, and he played played all the time. He had 629 shots in his third year, and then he got traded. Since he's been to Houston, uh, twelve uh, the uh, 2012-13 season, 1,337 shots. <laughs> and uh, the next year, 1,205 shots. 2014-15 1470 shots 15 and 16 2015-16 1617 shots uh, he led the league by the way in both 2014-15 uh, and 2015-16 in minutes played and then last year he switched to point guard. D'Antonio. D'Antonio just let him run the show. Yep. Sixteen and is a fifteen hundred and thirty-three shots as the point guard, but led the league in assists with nine hundred and seven. Now that's distorted a little bit because of how often Houston shoots and scores. You know they get mm-hmm. the ball up so damn quick. This year he has missed. Uh, he missed a seven-game stretch this year. He's played 48 games so far. He's uh, taken 1,000 shots in those 48 games, so he's on his usual pace. But when the uh, Timberwolves, we said this earlier today, when the Timberwolves played him, the fir- played Houston the, uh, last month, he was in his first game back. He went 3 for 15, only scored 10 points, and yet the Timberwolves still got their arses kicked down there, 114-98 and tonight he comes back they're on a 12 and 1 run and he has that includes a 60 point game this year he's had 52 48 48 he had 51 back to back in la against the clippers and the lakers uh december 20th and december 22nd so he two games there 51 that's a night's number then he got the 60 against orlando uh and uh, that night he was 19 out of 30 10 rebounds 11 assists he has uh turned into a fantastic player with the uh, fantastic beard and uh he also on his uh record has uh getting uh, kevin McHale fired basically yes. <laughs> he basically got sick of listening to kevin so he basically just wouldn't guard anybody right he doesn't play a lot of times playing defense but it with and to get Kevin run out of there, he didn't even bother to stand in front of somebody, and I think Kevin got fired after
4: eleven games, right? Yeah, and then uh, then JB took over. JB for that took Rockets over, the rest and then the they year. brought in.
1: And uh, I know you and I both agreed they would made the dumbest hire in history when they hired D'Antonio, uh, D'Antoni, and it didn't quite work out that way. <laughs>
4: yeah, uh, I thought they were going to be the worst team in the league.
1: And right now, do you see Joe Johnson's going to sign there yeah, too? That's all there, they too. need. They need another rainmaker, man. They need another three-point shooter.
4: You, you, you know what's amazing about James Harden, too? You talked about the seven games that he missed. Yes. He's still leading the league. Despite those seven games missed, he's, in still, le- he's still leading the league. Well, yeah, and in three-pointers made and attempted.
1: Oh, yeah. He's uh, <laughs> he's fantastic. he would be put on a show tonight. But our Timberwolves have a 12-game stretch when they have to play Houston three times. And two of those games, I Go believe, are down. Get them, boys. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, two of the games are here. But 13 uh, game winning streak could be on the line tonight against this outfit because you can't stop them from making, to, f- taking threes. You can't yeah. guard the three point line against them because they'll have three guys throwing up bombs. Because Dan, uh,
4: Dan Tony, he, and he has said this numerous times, like the 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 he says the worst shot in basketball is the two-point shot like he loves threes he, the only time he ever wants to his guys taking two-point shots is if it's right near the rim is if james harden's driving the lane or clint capella's inside and he's getting a dunk or a layup or something otherwise he wants their guy he wants his guys shooting all threes
1: kind of a uh conflict of uh or contrast in styles this evening yes. the uh the uh, timberwolves will try to win the game when the other team's going to score 54 points on threes and uh the timberwolves don't do that too often so they'll make 18 minimum right usually 20
4: Yeah, well, cause they're, they're going to throw Third up point. they're going to throw up at least like 45 yeah, threes so yeah. So, yeah.
1: Uh, so if you can hold them to 75 points on threes you've had a good <laughs> night so go get them fellas all right we'll be back Let me check, Johnny Height, right uh-huh. now. I have it here. I've got it straightened out. It's 8:32 a.m. in uh, <laughs> whatever the name of that town is in Korea. Somewhere on the Korean Peninsula, is what I say. 8:32 a.m. tomorrow. So, uh, do we got any early uh, events?
0: Probably no early results we got nothing, yet. Nothing, no early results yet, but I was just got thinking. yesterday's events. Yes. It, it's 9:02 then in some other city, right? It is
1: in, uh, <laughs> yes, it's. Uh, uh, it's nine oh two in uh, the North Korea,
0: Pyongyang, yes, yeah.
1: Pyongyang. Yeah. What is? How do we pronounce this
0: one? Pyongyang. Uh, Pyongyang, I believe, is the one we're playing. Okay. In. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this update sponsored by Dell. Small. You
1: know why do they start so many? Cities with Py, I don't get it. I, I, what's What's it mean? What's Py mean? I, I don't know. know. Plus, as I say, they need more last names. Come on, <laughs> we, can, we can't have you, know, you can't have Kim. Be half the population can't be called Kim. You got. You need more last names. Small it's business. Just, just my opinion.
0: Uh, small businesses save up to forty percent during Dell's Presidents' Day sale. Get the latest Dell PCs with Intel Core processors. Visit Dell.com slash business deals or call eight seven seven by Dell. The locals, uh, if you want something to do tonight, we have a chock-full Ooh, we schedule. We got her for you, Johnny. We got the Wolves playing Houston, as you were just talking about, at the Target Center. The Wild are playing the New York Rangers at the Excel Energy Center. And the Minnesota Gophers uh, still looking desperately for a win. Good luck. at home against Michigan.
1: Johnny, yeah. I got a question for you. As a lifelong uh, basketball fan, uh, going back to Phil Jackson growing up in North Dakota <laughs> and making you all proud, what do you think of the three-point game we play now? What do you think of the uh, uh, drive it in, kick it out, shoot from 35-43s uh, game? Do you think, do you like the game?
0: I don't like it as much as I like uh, running and gun stuff. I was a big Lakers fan in the 80s, so yep. that's the kind of shooting, basketball shooting
1: I like. Shooting some fast-break layups. Yeah, so. I just, okay. I see, instead see of stopping
0: shoot at three. Right? Yeah, bodies flying down the court, ending with a dunk. <clears> two or three good passes in the dunk, yeah. I'll take that.
1: Kind of, you know. Well, if you want to watch
0: old-time basketball, watch Virginia.
1: <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll make you puke. They'll take you back to the 30s if you want. Yes. Yeah. Well, will take you back to mussy ball from the early 70s. You know, every, every basket was a grind,
0: man. Hey, they're number one. Come on. Yes, they are. First time in, what, 30 years? Or... Since they had
1: Ralphie. Yeah, since, yeah, Wait, is it really? Yeah, first time since Ralph.
0: Wow. Uh, Twins, uh, pitchers and catchers report today. We do have a a few Twins nuggets to send your way. Uh, The Twins have signed Chris Heisey, the veteran, to a league deal. Uh, He receives an invitation to spring training. He's an eight-year vet. Most of those spent with the Cincinnati Reds' best year back in 2011 when he hit 18 home runs. Where was he last season? Anybody know? uh, Yes, he was with... uh, Oh, boy, I just looked at it, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't recall, but he was injured last season and didn't come back. The year before playing part time for somebody, he had a decent year. And then, the
3: Rockets, he was with the Houston Rockets. Well, Kenny, no, uh,
0: this, this uh, is the Oilers? This is baseball. Kenny. He's with the Hartford yeah. Oilers. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, that's
3: probably not true.
1: If if Manny doesn't even know, we know it's He's a I'm
3: stumper. I'm looking it up. Manny is cheating right now. <laughs> we which, know it's a stumper. It's uh, going to lead to much mockery when we
4: get <laughs> off the air. <laughs> he was with the Washington Nationals. Thank oh, he should have oh, known that, Manny. Really he yeah, should have known that. I don't
0: think he played much. I should have known that, Kenny. I just read it half an hour. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> Whoopsies. That's all right. I got us playing the Washington Caps tonight in yeah,
4: XL enough. Energy. 48 hours early, but what the hell. He had 18 home runs for the uh, Reds back in 2011. I just said that, man. You did it, just come say on, that. I just had a Reavers of... moment. No, you did. Oh, my God. Chris, I just Reaver's had a Reaver's moment. moment. <laughs> you know,
1: if you, get 400 at bat, if you get 400 at bats and you're playing half your games in Cincinnati, it's impossible to hit less than
0: 18 home runs. <laughs> Uh, Justin Morneau is joining the Fox Sports North team for the upcoming twin season, working as an analyst. How often? Uh, well, they're going to tell. They, they're not telling. The press release didn't say. Uh, but tonight, during the first intermission at the Wild telecast, they'll be interviewing him where he will give more information on what he will be doing. The upcoming season.
1: nice fella, but I hope he uh, picks it up a little bit. Yeah, he's going to have to come out of his shell,
0: isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. He's so. going to, you know.
1: Next thing, we'll have Joe doing the. the when Joe's <laughs> retired next year, he'll be on a broadcast He'll be doing
0: color. Uh, Joe,
3: hey Joe. Yeah, yeah that was a say good, something. That was a good hit. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could put Justin and Joe together in That's the boys. Right, the Eminem <laughs> boys back together yeah. again. Exactly. <laughs> Boy, Dick could just babble; he'd be in heaven. <laughs> The uh, Twins will be among at least a dozen teams who will watch Tim Lincecum showcase in Seattle on Thursday. Uh, Lincecum uh, come, did come back for the Angels last year. Some folks think it was a bit too soon. He was returning from reconstructive hip surgery. Uh, didn't regain any velocity last year. He was 2-6 and six with an ERA over 9 before being designated for assignment by the Angels. I
1: think he like cut his hair. He, once he cut his hair, he went
0: completely to hell. <laughs> it's the Samson thing? Yeah. No, so. Is that Samson? Yeah, yeah Samson.
1: Samson the, yes, The it is.
3: Kathy. The babe, the,
1: the babe <laughs> dog cut his hair and uh, that was the end of it. He, Yeah, she, he couldn't even. He couldn't even get aroused anymore. Once whoa, anyway. whoa. I don't remember this. reading what? that in the Bible. <laughs> what? Are you well, adding to the this story? That's what I read into
3: it. Uh, I, uh, I think they, was was ins- in, they, they were insinuating that pattern. <laughs> yeah, they right. They, they didn't were. come out and say it. I think well, maybe that, that was a movie you saw in the seventies, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> starring uh, Victor Mature probably.
3: <laughs> Samson and his three Delilahs. Victor Mature in those old Roman movies. He was always up to. He no did good. play Samson, I believe, didn't he? Uh, I think was mature. That's
1: all he had on his mind, too. Yeah, it was well, the
3: girls, man. Don't blame them. No. Will the uh, Timberwolves
0: sign Derek Rose, who was recently waived by Utah? Wolves coach Tom Thibodeau asked today if he's interested in bringing Rose aboard and said, We'll see. We're all- <laughs> We're, you, we're, oh, always, well, we'll see. we're always we We're always looking to look at different ways that we can improve the club. That was his quote on. Yeah. Derek. I Rose, so wonder if Tibbs
1: and TK know each other.
0: That'd be a good conversation. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, <it would. laughs> Uh, Gophers captain Tyler Shee and goalie Matt Robson have earned Big Ten first and third star of the week honors uh, in their efforts and wins over Wisconsin. Shee, he also named NCAA a second star. You know,
1: this of the Sheerhorn week. kid played goalie for him for three and a half years. Every game, man, they couldn't. They didn't have anybody. Now they get this midseason transfer in here and they dropped him like a bad habit for this uh, Robson. <laughs> Robson, <game>. yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I was right, Patrick. I had to look it up. 1949, Samson and Delilah. Big mature Technicolor, yep. Oh man, we had color. Yeah, and I've I've actually seen that movie a few times, and uh, you you have to have patience to get through that one.
4: Victor, uh, Victor, it's like one could, of those five and a half hour movie Yeah, it's just uh,
0: it's slow. It's he slow he could move. give you that serious look, Victor. Oh you know, God, you know, He had one
1: movie where he's running. They were chasing him naked through the jungle for like oh. hours on time, but all you saw was his buttocks. You know,
3: five Academy Award nominations. It won two: best art direction, best costume. Wow. Who Wow. Uh, who directed that? Uh, uh, oh, Cecil D, uh, Cecil B. DeMille. Well,
1: he had to be the producer. He
3: couldn't produced and directed. Holy cow! Yeah. Wow! Double he duty. Direct. He must have been okay. one hundred and ten by nineteen forty nine, wasn't yeah. he? I was
1: not a young man. Had yeah. to. All right, sir. Thank you. You bet.
3: The ride with Roycey. I don't want to go much further, but <laughs> right. <not far> enough. <laughs> on fifteen hundred. ESPN. The ride with Royce now continues. File. Office. Office. He was giving them the business. It's time for late hits.
1: uh Marcus Fuller reporting today that the Gophers are supposed to get a visit from Anthony Simons, uh, who's an IMG kid. Okay. And uh, he was going to go to Louisville. But then uh, the uh, Coach Patino's uh, fa- father uh, got run out of there for obvious and he, reasons, and he backed off. Uh, now, Anthony is a he's a one year removed from high school, so he is actually eligible for the NBA draft if he wants to go that route. He's huh. taken some visits, but uh, I saw this kid in January down here. They have a junior college team down here, Florida Southwestern which is only in its second year of existence but they're great they got uh they're 25 and one and rated two and uh, rated four in the country right now there's three unbeaten teams ahead of them and uh the the img came in here and played them and i saw them play img last year and it was no contest they killed them but this img team uh you know which is a prep school basically yeah. the gophers got two football players from there but uh, this kid's about 6-3 combo guard he'd be the best gopher guard since Bobby Jackson Ooh, in my opinion this wow. is not Isaiah Washington this isn't a guy you this can isn't walk jelly with. you cannot lie this isn't a guy you lock in the gym for an hour and he might make three shots this guy can <laughs> shoot it and he's got a tremendous pace that he plays with he's uh, sees the court he sees those little creases uh, they they basically, in the second half, this uh, FSW team, the JUCO team, which is we had older kids than IMG had, had basically ran three guys at him to make him give up the ball. Oh wow! Uh, but when he had the ball, they could not do anything with him. He would uh, you put him with the freshman you have coming in. Now you might have to deal with the NCAA or the FBI if he shows up here, but uh, <laughs> but because uh, uh, you wonder what kind of deal he had to go to Louisville and before he backed out there. But guess where he's from with the name Anfer- Anferny S- uh, Simons?
4: Orlando. Simons.
1: Orlando. Mama, mama had to be a ah, Penny Hardaway fan yeah, with okay. the kid. But yeah, Anthony. And uh, if your name is Anthony, you got to be a good player. And I'll tell you, this kid is
3: good. Mm.
1: Did you see Goose Gossage's uh, level-headed comments to my friend George King after the Yankees... Uh, elected not to invite him to spring training as a guest instructor this year. He
4: had some choice words for Brian Cashman, didn't he?
1: Yes, he doesn't like Brian Cashman. Uh, Of course, he shows up every year and complains about the modern player, (laughs) uh, which is probably not what you want in your guest instructor, right? (laughs) That'd be like having Jack as a guest instructor. Yeah, these sissies don't go nine innings anymore. And I mean, let's face it, Goose, he ripped Mariano Rivera.
4: Oh, my God! Because he
1: only pitched one inning. He's uh, he's just one of those old-time guys who spends all his time ripping uh, the, uh, you know, he hates analytics, obviously, but he spends all his time ripping the modern player. They aren't as good as we are, blah, blah, blah. I don't think I'd want to have him around anyway. But if you haven't seen the story,
4: folks, uh, George King from the New York Post wrote it originally. It's been picked up everywhere. I'm telling you, Pat, I I think Goose needs a podcast. Oh, he know, does. I don't know if it'll. I don't know if it X-rated should be with us, but I think it should be. I think he needs a podcast. And
1: meanwhile, Cashman has done a fabulous job there. They yes. got a great. They got great young players, and they got Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and oh. Gary Sanchez hitting three, four, and five. Good
4: luck against that
1: Good luck. Of goodness. Good luck. Did you see what they're going to do for batting practice? What's that? Ah, uh, you're going to let the fans in three hours early instead of uh, instead of two uh because uh so they can see the uh those guys hit uh hit home runs in bp as as i said now when they come on the road here and uh you come out early to watch batting practice you'll get to see uh Jacob Blash and uh somebody else cuz they they don't travel very often the play, the star players so uh, in spring training but uh that uh, BP is going to be fun.
4: You know I, I know the Yankees are always a hot ticket when they come to town but man this time especially oh, yeah. with, with that lineup now. Whoo, yeah, it
1: something. is a it is a fantastic situation that's for sure. Uh, Destiny Pitts, great freshman who has helped turn the Gopher women's program around. They're going to go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, uh, Destiny Pitts, the freshman. She was named the National Freshman of the Week by the U.S. Basketball Writers Association. Destiny Pitts, and uh, of course, Cara, Carly Wagner's a, a, a great player. And uh, the, the 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 Bell kid, Keisha Bell. She's a very good, but she's a veteran, been around. She's a she plays in the middle, and she's a very good player. They're having a good year, and it appears they're guarding somebody, which uh, Coach Stallings never bothered with that part of the game until uh, this year. They're not holding teams to nothing, but they're not letting them score 110 on layups. So, uh, so uh, go for a women team having a good, uh, good year. <laughs> Contrary to reports earlier, the uh, New York Rangers are playing at uh, the XL Energy Center tonight, and the Washington Caps are playing there Thursday. I uh, got mixed up looking at the schedule. But uh, one of the uh, very good uh, players for the uh, Rangers, uh, defenseman Brady Shea, who was a very good gopher. And, uh, of course, uh, every time I see the name, I have to look it up and remind myself that his dad, his granddad was Stan Shea. Back in the Gophers' glory years, Stan uh, came in right after the Rose Bowl years from Appleton, Minnesota, Stan Shea, as a punter and a cornerback. So I looked up. He ended up at Bloomington-Jefferson uh, and Bloomington, first of all, when they had one high school, and then Bloomington-Jefferson, and he's in the Minnesota Coaches Hall of Fame. Uh, got inducted in 2005, but he was a kid from Appleton, Minnesota, and we always attached ourselves to those those guys from a rural outpost. Came up was a real good three year player for the golfers, but I, when I was looking him up, I ran across the fact that the Wilmer Tribune has been naming a area player of the year, athlete of the year, since 1961. And the first winner was Grandpa Stan oh, Shea, and Grandpa'll really? be there tonight. Grandpa'll be there tonight. Uh, I think they're retired in Lakeville now. Grandpa'll be there tonight watching uh, Brady Shea play, nice. and also Ryan McDonough's on that team. Uh, the kid from Creighton. So the two of two of the maybe their two best defensemen are two Minnesota kids tonight. Rangers versus the Wild tonight at the X. We'll be back. you have a daily complaint, Manny?
4: Yes, Patrick, I do. My daily complaint is with the Gopher Men's Basketball Program. (laughs) For various reasons, this game against Michigan State tonight is less relevant than it would have been if the uh, reasons that we all know about uh, did not happen and did not exist. And my complaint is that this game, this was supposed to be one of the games on the calendar when the season started that everybody was going to be Focused on and looking forward to and excited about, and it just doesn't. I mean, you got the number two team in the country in town, but it just doesn't uh, just doesn't have that same oomph to it. You know, It seems like Michigan State's going to win this thing running away tonight.
1: Yeah, and uh, the uh, coaches, uh, and uh, we can probably not blame him. I don't know is there any chance McBrayer is going to play tonight? Not that it'd probably make much difference, but it would make it more competitive. But uh, they did let themselves get caught shorthanded uh, by basically when they panicked three four years ago and they took Kanate and D Joe and they didn't they did they didn't recruit a bench this year. They defended they depended on having their top six, right? Yeah. They were going to have their top six. It was counting Isaiah Washington. Well, Curry gotten hurt. I, okay, that hurt them. They yeah. thought they were going to have seven players, but uh, they never gave them. They never put themselves in a position to uh, come up with. Uh, you know, you were always vulnerable. If you get through a whole year with without losing two guys, it's it's a miracle. Look at Wisconsin. They've been had three or four injuries. They ended up in the same situation. Yeah,
4: exactly. You gotta
1: you gotta have a bench. So. Uh, I was actually going to uh, kind of uh, talk about the same thing because I there was nothing I enjoyed more from about uh, the early 70s till the end of the 90s with uh, Clem one until the Clem house came falling down but that was 25 years of there, there were some down periods but there was about 25 years of really fun over at William's arena and even there's been a few moments since then but hardly any and it's coming it's going on 20 years now so. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow, and it'll be gangbusters.